When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Intuit TurboTax. It's almost time for Championship Sunday, and we are so glad that you are with us today. We're doing some deep dives into the AFC and NFC Championship game. I knew you were going to do that. Dan's, um, you know what's weird, though, RC? We're hey, actually... What you, don't, what you didn't get is the Lions hoodie with the Yukon, hold of Yukon print lions, inside the let's coat. Let's focus on the Lions part and of it. And Huskies and... What? Let's go, RC. RC. We are also wearing shades of blue, so you know we'll leave about it there. Weekend. <laughs> Mina Kai. Uh, no, a lot. <laughs> he knows a lot. And Marcus Spears, uh, here's what's coming your way on Sunday. Our focus is going to be the Chiefs and Ravens matchup to start. Let's get to our reporters with both teams. We're going to start with Michelle Steele in Kansas City. The Chiefs injury report out just moments ago, headlined by a critical member of the Chiefs offensive line that protects Patrick Mahomes. Left guard Joe Tooney ruled out for this game on Sunday with a pectoral injury. Andy Reid telling me it's less about pain management, more about functionality. Nick Allegretti has been taking all of those reps at practice. He is the next man up. Running back Isaiah Pacheco back at practice today for the first time this week. He says he will absolutely be ready to play on Sunday. He's dealing with an ankle and a toe injury, but it's a good thing that he says he'll be playing because he's accounted for more than 40% of the team's total touches in the postseason. And now for more on the Ravens, here's Jamison Hensley. Thanks, Michelle. The big news here in Baltimore is tight end Mark Andrews being activated off of injured reserve. Andrews has practiced for the past two weeks. He was a full participant all this week. When I asked Lamar Jackson what it means for the return of Mark Andrews, Jackson said, I get my security blanket back. On the defensive side, cornerback Marlon Humphrey is officially listed as questionable with a calf injury. Coach John Harbaugh was confident but noncommittal on whether Humphrey will play. Back to you, Laura. Glad to have it back. Uh, Marcus, if the Ravens do have Mark Andrews, how does that change things? Oh, that red zone is going to be devastating because let me tell you something. <laughs> Getting him back along with what they've been able to do with Isaiah Likely. Now, it's on Todd Munkin to figure out how to get both of these guys involved. But I just, when I heard Mark Andrews coming back, I immediately thought about the red zone and how difficult now they become to defend when you got two matchups where you're giving up size and you're giving up Lamar Jackson's rapport with both of these guys. Another shout-out to Lamar for building that rapport with Isaiah Likely as well in the absence of Mark Andrews. But that was my first thought, is that they can be dominant and they can dictate matchups when they get to that part of the field with Mark Andrews' return. Yeah, I mean, who do you even try to cover? All right, on the other side of things, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo hoping for more out of his defense. The challenge is the same. You know, quarterback that can throw it, that can run it, that can scramble, right? It's like three dimensions instead of two. And some of the things that we normally would put in a game plan for that type of quarterback were in there last week. They'll carry over to this week. We certainly need to defend this quarterback better than we did last week to make things go the way we want. Yeah, some respect to Josh Allen there. What does this Chiefs defense need to do to improve on last week from Allen and the Bills? You know, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, you know what? Let's put a microphone on that and see what it was. The big thing was how they rushed Josh. It was really disappointing, and they got lucky in many ways. There was way one too many seams. And two, they got past the quarterback. I hear Marcus talk about that all the time. They got past the quarter quarterback far too often. These are just those Josh scrambles. Look at the middle in between the hashes. For Josh, that's a wide open lane. For Lamar, that's a huge carry. Now, Josh kicks it for a throw, and it ends up being a huge third down conversion. Watch at the end of this how everybody for Kansas City but one ends up behind the quarterback. I mean, if you're going to do this first, that might be a touchdown if that's Lamar Jackson. We know has his ability to scramble. So I think they have to be so much more disciplined in their rush, rushes, so much more um, aligned in their rushes. Again, you're going to see just a small seam. But in reality, Josh takes one or two steps forward. Everybody's behind him. This wasn't some surprise either. We all know that Josh can run. So I think that's got to be a massive focus for Kansas City's defense. We talked a little bit earlier on this week, the four-man rush. If they don't rush just better and in more control, Lamar will absolutely destroy those lack of lane discipline rushes. Dan, on Monday, you showed two plays on the touchscreen that we did, and it was just George Kalafis rushing and we yeah. saw the nose stand pat and the right end never get upfield. Well, if you listen to some of the sound from that game, defensive line coach Cullen was telling the defensive line that the right end should only bull rush and stay on the inside shoulder of the left tackle. So that was some of the sort of things that they were being told. What's going to be the plan for yeah. Lamar Jackson on a team that if you watch the Houston Texans early in last game, they were able to put pressure on Lamar yep. Jackson, get the football out of his hand, have him float away from the pressure and not step into the throws. And then they were beat a couple of times by him using his legs. What did Todd Munkin adjust to in the second half? The quick game early got the football out of his hands and now they were ahead of the sticks for the rest of the half. When you're playing Lamar Jackson, it isn't about the one thing you can do well. It's about being able to adjust as he adjusts. Mm. And it used to be just using his legs. Yeah. Now with Todd Munkin, yeah. it's understanding the offense enough to find an answer outside of his athletic ability. Yeah. And that's going to be Steve Spagnuolo's challenge. Mm. I think we all agree that Steve Spagnuolo is going to blitz Lamar, that he has to blitz yeah. Lamar because a four-man rush is kind of a death now because uh, of the rush lanes. Uh, so the question to go off of what RC said is how do you avoid getting carved up the way Houston was in the second half mm -hmm. after the Ravens made those adjustments in the past game? Uh, what struck me watching uh, the Ravens on those first two drives was the way that Todd Munkin used motion to gain leverage for his wide receivers so that they were open when Lamar threw to him them so quickly. So for Kansas City, I think th there's a lot that goes into this, but one of the things you want to do is use that motion to time your pressures perfectly. you got to communicate on the back end, and then when the ball comes out, you got to tackle. Yep. This Ravens team right now, they rank first in yards after the catch versus the blitz. And the biggest difference between this Chiefs defense and the ones uh, earlier in Patrick Mahomes' career is how well they do tackle. That is sure. paramount yeah. in this game, and you have to marry that coverage with the rush. Mina, that's the point. Like, look, the, the bottom line is Lamar Jackson is going to break out of the pocket. He's going to get some yards. It's about not letting him break your back and then bending when you get into those red areas. That's why I thought when we talked about it earlier, Mark Andrews coming back because now it makes it more difficult. But the rush plan for every team when they're playing quarterbacks like this is for everybody to work in unison. The problem is, is what we've watched Lamar Jackson do all season long. 
when you get caught up in trying to have a plan like that where you got these guys pressing certain areas, then the then the protection lasts so long. So it's a right. it's a double-edged sword when you don't have guys getting after him. And we've <laughs> seen him, we we have clips. I think either Dan did the tape where Lamar was in the pocket seven seconds, yes. eight seconds mm. at times <laughs> when teams are trying to figure out how are they going to attack him. So that's going to be the conundrum for the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody that plays against him. I think you do better by trying to force the issue a little bit with a four-man rush, get just having all his, those guys be communicative. Get it out of his thinking yeah, hands, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be yeah. honest. I don't care who he throw it to. It's better than him having it. No, I see the point. I would not be surprised <laughs> if they just pressure him and play man. Yeah. Say, hey, yeah. We think we're better. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's during that entire game trying to defend Lamar. He kept saying, like, y'all, he's going to run it, so somebody he's take it down like, as much yeah. as he can. Uh, he has been laser-focused, Lamar has and proved some doubters wrong already, but he's got a lot more unfinished business. Let's get to the news yesterday that we finished with the show. Uh, the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris as their head coach. That means only two head coach vacancies remain, the Commanders and the Seahawks. Here's Adam Schefter from yesterday's show on what this means for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, who's the biggest name out there, the greatest coach of all time, interviewed twice for the Atlanta Falcons job that now is going to Raheem Morris. Bill Belichick did not get called to Seattle he did not, as of date, get called to Washington. Could he still enter into those conversations? Conceivably, yes. We're well on into these coaching searches, and to my knowledge, neither team has called so far. So that seemingly would indicate that this coaching cycle, as it currently is constituted, will fill up without Bill Belichick getting a head coach. All right, so, oh, hello. Um, Dan, you hear that from Adam. Why do you think Belichick hasn't landed anywhere yet? Yeah, I guess the thing that I settle on is too old for a lot of these organizations. I mean, if you look at the average age of these yep. head coaches that have gotten jobs, they are 25 years or so younger than Coach Belichick. I did not yeah. anticipate that to be an issue, but I guess they're looking at it and saying, how can you actually connect and relate to these not only young players, but younger coaches. We see all these younger coaches coming in that are really high-end coordinators, and I don't know if these organizations are sitting there saying his age is restricting or hindering that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's when it's time to stop going to the club, okay? <laughs> like when we were all growing up, we club. loved going out, right? <laughs> and it was, it was, it was just, it was just beautiful. We would go in there and, and we would buy a table and we would have the drinks coming with the sparkly things coming out <laughs> of it. And everybody be looking over there like, who is that over there at the party spending all of this money? And everybody want to be a part of your VIP section. And then you get old. And you walk in the club and you're 40 and you're looking around and you're like, what the hell are these young kids doing? I can't believe I act like that one day. And that's what it is. That's what it is. Bill, I missed this completely. We talked about this a week I ago. Did. And I was like, Bill Belichick is going right. to be interviewing these teams. And he was, I was absolutely wrong when it came to that. It is the fact that he hasn't come to focus with an offense. And if you look over the past years, it's been bad, y'all. It's been bad hires. It's been bad draft picks. Mm -hmm. And they haven't had success on the offensive side of the football in the league where at times you got to score 30 to 40 points to win games now. All right, so RC did call this on Belichick. We're going to get to him in just a second. But, Mina, I'm curious sure about did. the Seahawks. That, that job is one of those yeah. remaining. Who would you like to see go there? I would like to see them hire the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. The biggest Stud. failure of the Seahawks team yeah. in recent years has been their inability to shot, stop these Shanahan offenses. They've sliced and diced them, despite the fact that the Seahawks have invested draft capital and used trays to try to address the defense, and it hasn't gotten better. This season, the Dolphins, the Niners, and the Texans, all of whom are you know part of that tree, I'll put up uh, the bottom three performances on the season versus the Ravens. The Rams did better, but Matthew Stafford blacked out in that game, so I'm attributing Black that to out. that mostly. Uh, <laughs> if I'm Seattle and I got to play Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay twice a year, I want the guy who I believe can stop them. I, mm. I think it would be a tremendous hire. Now, now Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen aren't coming with him, so they have some personnel we'll issues to address, no doubt. I want to be clear. But I think it makes a lot of sense given their competition and where they've struggled. Mina, would Raekwon Smith and Patrick Stop McQueen it. I'm be mad coming at you guys. with them? Because they are also people who seem to be for that Boy, team. Boy, you Nobody gets it. Go Hey, You know, Mina, I love that. Now, I know you make that take as a homer, as someone who understands who the Seattle Seahawks have to play every single season yeah. and you want to see your team win. I'm going to take it a step farther, further, looking at what they have at the corner position in Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon, mm. who I believe is an absolute star. Are you going yeah. to sign Bobby Wagner back to have him as a linchpin or a captain as you do make that transition? And you have some pieces already offensively in DK Metcalf, in Kenneth Walker, of the third, obviously JSN, where you know offensively, if you bring in, bring in one of these young, great offensive minds with creativity, you're going to be able to score points. I think that that would be one of the biggest picks up, pickups of the entire offseason and also thinking out of the box while understanding what your box contains. That's a great 
great idea. All right, so uh, the Seattle job's still open, the commander's job's still open, we'll see. Also, Raekwon and um, our guy Patrick McQueen, they are the people at the club with the sparkly things, okay? <laughs> we got more coming your way here on NFL Live. We're just getting started today. Jerry Goff and the Lions. Come on, RC. They got a tough task against a loaded 49ers defense. Hear what Dan thinks the Lions need to do to get their stars the ball. But the Chiefs are playing in their sixth straight AFC Championship game on Sunday. That's Lamar crazy. Jackson knows his defense will have their hands full with Patrick Mahomes. More on that. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> He's a great quarterback. Definitely a Hall of Famer. It's a no-brainer. NFL Live is presented by Intuit TurboTax. Make your moves. We'll make them count. Man, I love this show. Pre-game HQ is brought to you by Domino's. Earn free food after just two orders with new Domino's rewards. It's easier than ever to earn free pizza, stuffed cheesy bread, lava cakes, and more. Sign up to start earning today. Hey, the reimagined Pro Bowl games are back in Orlando. The first six events of the skills competition are next Thursday at 7 Eastern on ESPN. The final four events, Sunday, February 4th, starting at 3 Eastern. It all culminates with a 7-on-7 flag football game with Peyton and Eli back to coach the AFC and NFC teams. There's going to be a whole lot of NFL Live peeps there, too, okay? We're all, we're all going to Orlando. Back to Championship Sunday. The Lions gearing up to face the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Our Jeremy Fowler from Detroit in the Domino's pregame headquarters with the latest on their preparations. Take it away, Jeremy. The Detroit Lions roster is shaping up nicely before the team flies to the San Francisco area on Saturday afternoon. Pro Bowl center Frank Ragnow practiced Friday after missing the previous two days. He's got several ailments, including a knee issue, but he's definitely playing on Sunday. A new tight end, Zach Ertz, who arrived to town just three days ago, told me at his locker that the Lions threw the entire playbook at him. So he is hopeful to get activated off the practice squad Saturday, but no official word yet. And right now, this is a loose, confident team, feeling no pressure, nothing to lose. As head coach Dan Campbell put it, we know exactly what we're capable of. Capable of a lot for sure. Now, one area where the Lions offense could have an advantage on Sunday night is in the run game, specifically when running outside of their offensive tackles. Jameer Gibbs has averaged the fifth most rushing yards outside of tackles this season, and that could be an issue for the 49ers defense, which ranks in the bottom five of the NFL in that yeah. category. Uh, RC, what do you expect from Gibbs in this Lions run game? In this Isn't line? it strange to ever believe that the San Francisco 49ers defense would rank at the bottom of anything that involves yeah. physicality? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Especially when you think of Dre Greenlaw and also Fred Warner, who sideline to sideline is the best linebacker in the NFL. But we've seen teams like the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, take advantage of this defense on the perimeter, especially off tackle. And we've seen them be able to pull and create dividends on the second level. Do you know who you don't want to see on the second level pulling? Jameer Gibbs with Panay Sewell mm -hmm. in front of him. And they're going to get a ton of that this week from the Detroit Lions. And the thing that you want to do when you look at San Francisco offensively, they're tops at the league at creating big plays. Defensively, Detroit gives up a ton. A way to even that out is not only to possess the football running with Jameer Gibbs off tackle, but find a way to pop some runs and get some explosive plays that yeah. can now lead to Jared Goff using the play action.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So there is a problem when it comes to San Francisco defending the run. And it all starts with, obviously, what you just talked about, RC, setting the edge. But also, when you got these long zone stretch teams, you have to penetrate the perimeter and get upfield. Here, Chase Young is going to do it the right way. Even though he's in bad position, Aaron Jones sees that as a threatened gap. So he cuts back into the defense, and now guys are able to rally. Now watch this one with the defensive line. This stretch is so long that now the penetration turns into running east and west. Uh A guard is up on Fred Werner. Look at the backside. And that's how those gaps are created. And the good running backs, to your point, RC, especially with Jameer Gibbs, all he needs to see is daylight for a half a second. And he's going to take it. And then he's already up on the second level. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Werner this year, when you watch against these zone stretch, they've had as many as much of a problem as I think I can remember these guys playing this. And it all starts with the defensive line being able to get the running back to slow his feet, but also getting him cutting off gaps in the front side immediately. Yeah, so what we're talking about here, how the Packers had tremendous success running outside of tackles, using that pin-pull action against Green against San Francisco, how they've struggled with it all year. They've been hearing this all week, right? I mean, how many times do you think Chase Young has seen that video of him getting blocked down by Jatavian Wicks? Like, they're fully aware that uh, they're getting criticized for not being able to set an edge. And, and here's why I think that matters, because I believe they are going to go into this game determined to stop the run. And so my question is not whether Detroit can actually run on them. I still think they can anyways. But going off of what R.C. said, as a passing attack, can Detroit take advantage of that? Okay, when Young crashes down, can Jared Goff boot out and hit an explosive off play action? If those Mm -hmm. linebackers and safeties get a little bit nosy, get a little bit worried about their angles, can you hit them over the top? The Niners offense is excellent, excellent defending the middle of the field. The Lions passing attack is also excellent throwing over the middle of the field, and I want to see them take advantage of aggression in run defense. I got two questions. Follow me here. So, Hufanga, is this – is that part of why this has been such an issue? You know what's so crazy? He's been gone so long, hmm. I stopped actually relating him to the team yeah. and some of the woes they were having stopping the run. It's not just about the place that he plays as being the extra defender. Defender, It's how fast he always made everything declare. Yeah. Troy had this saying. He said, if I miss, I'm going to miss on the right side and yeah. I'm going to miss fast. Hmm. And that always meant it was going back 
to the pursuit. And so not having that sort of player in there who's the insert yeah. player in the run is yeah. huge. Marcus, real quick, mm -hmm. I, when you're talking about this stretch, sometimes when, when we've talked about the pin, pull, or the crack toss, does the split yep. of the offensive linemen do anything for you? Like, are they more spread out in your guys' eyes to try to create those gaps? And if so, what can you defensive line-wise do to challenge that? Yeah, you can get a pre-snap read, D.O. You're absolutely right. They usually try to create a, a gap before the ball is snapped. And I was thinking about, like, when you asked that question, when I get that overhang, I thought about it against Green Bay. If I was the D-line coach for San Francisco – I would have stood Chase Young up or I would have stood Nick Bosa up and told them to play more into the inside shoulder of whoever that overhang guy was, whether that's a wide receiver or a tight end. So I would like for me, if I'm going into the game knowing that I have that issue and I want to make the football declare fast, sometimes it's harder out of a three point stands to create that yeah. penetration, especially when you got to get with it's, it's aggression, though, right? P -p Perimeter runs and making aggressive defense defenses run sideways is how you beat them yeah. because now you put them on their beat heels. Yep. And I think back to Marcus continually pointing out what Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner looked like in last year's NFC Championship. Obviously, yeah. the Detroit Lions aren't going to be a zone read team, right. but if they can get the run going to Mina's point, now the way that they can operate within or between the numbers and play action yeah. can become huge. And I think that's especially yeah. that's especially important against this team with someone like Fred who gets such depth in his yeah. drops. Yeah. I think that, Marcus, I think the stand-up point by those DNs is – Phenomenal. Like, right. I'm going to watch that. If we're wanting them to be aggressive, yeah. they're already up, right? They can really get to them quicker. Yeah, I mean, I that was really both good. Bosa and Chase Young, watch and see if they're standing. Swagoo, let's go. All right, more coming Coach your way here on NFL Live. <laughs> I know. Watch out, y'all. Y'all have me out here coaching. Still to come, the Ravens defense is looking to get after Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Roquan Smith not shying away from that he puts challenge. Puts his pants on just like any, any other quarterback. Yes, he's an elite quarterback, but at the end of the day, we're an elite defense, and that's, that's our job. Okay, Roquan, you're watching NFL Live, presented by Intuit TurboTax. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, and the only ticket company where you earn rewards with every purchase. Sunday's AFC Championship game will be the seventh conference championship game in which both quarterbacks had at least one NFL MVP award entering the game. Pretty amazing to see these two. Patrick Mahomes is a two-time MVP. Lamar Jackson expected to win his second MVP when the award is announced in a couple weeks. However, Mahomes has something that Jackson does not, a Super Bowl ring, and two of them at that. Landscapes yeah. Justin Tinsley on what motivates both of these QBs. The AFC Championship in Baltimore really boils down to one question. Jackson keeps. Touchdown, Lamar. Mahomes going to go wide open. Left side caught. Kelsey, touchdown, Kansas City. Who will obsession favor? For Lamar Jackson, fixating on February has always been the only motive. The divisional round isn't the goal, nor is a second MVP. I'm not worried about MVP, you know. If it come and come, I'll be satisfied, but I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. For Jackson, a quarterback that's been critiqued more than any in NFL history, obsession is far deeper than a conference championship. 
Sunday is about a bigger promise. They gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. Believe that. For Patrick Mahomes, the matchup isn't just about Jackson. Mahomes isn't obsessed with getting over the hump. He is the hump. It is Mahomes magic. People play entire careers to get to the mountaintop. Patrick Mahomes plays to never leave. The Chiefs kingdom will raise a banner. There's never been a signal caller with the trajectory Mahomes is embarking on. Yeah, this guy included. You're a legend, man. Congrats, man. Greatness in sports can't exist without obsession. The truth is, we couldn't ask for more than this matchup. Two greats just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. It's perhaps the best quarterback we've ever seen. Everything we work for is for this moment. And one we've never seen anything like before. Action, Jackson, no chance to make a play on the mark. The only thing better than rewriting history we ain't done. is creating it. Both of these quarterbacks so dialed in on that singular goal. However, a major injury could impact Patrick Mahomes, who is without all-pro guard Joe Tooney in this one. Marcus, I think it's huge. How big is that versus this Ravens D-line? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's big. First of all, shout out to Justin Tinsley for that. that I got hyped when he said Pat is the hump. Um, <laughs> I'm, listen, this is a this is a big issue because the Ravens have a guy on their team by Justin by the name of Justin Matabike who has been dominating Monster. really good guards all season long. And when you think about how they come in waves as well with Antonio Pierce, Tony is a really good guard. But the most important thing is the experience, the communication up front. And I know the uh, guy that's backing him up has had, has played and has some time, but this is a different animal with this front four because they all work together and it's tied together between Clowney and Pierce and Matabike and Owe. So this will be a huge challenge for Pat, but don't forget, y'all, I talk about it every single playoffs. Patrick Mahomes' legs are just mm. as devastating as any of these other quarterbacks that we talk about. So they still have to have a phenomenal rush plan for Pat as well. Yeah, before I get like, I haven't done a good job. Patrick's gone to his sixth straight AFC Championship game. Did we? we I know. Given, I, I feel given, like that's we, we, we have just glossed over it. You know, a little like bit, I haven't, right? I haven't talked about crazy. that. It's boring. Yeah, well, you tell yeah me, but like tell greatness. Me, let's is, talk about when he don't make it. Mm. In 2029. <laughs> when is that going to be? Right? We oh, thought this was going to be that year, right? And then look at them. Massive amazing. challenge. I, I think one of the great things Man, about this defense is the way they leverage the ball and run to it. I think Kansas City has to live outside the numbers. Literally outside the numbers. Yeah. I haven't seen a defense 
leverage the ball and then run to it like this one in years. Look at the slot. RCU notice. Like, I love the fact that on offense, we're trying to create space. Yep. We've got space. But that space gets constricted both outside in Hamilton. and then from the back end, right? You know, and we're, you're, I'm trying to think of plays that Kansas City's going to go, okay, let's kick this ball out there. We've got that, – that's a win right now for me as an offense. Go get me four, five, six, seven yards. But everybody plays. Look at the safety play. Outside in, run to the outside shoulder, and then everybody on this defense runs inside out. This is my favorite play from the weekend defensively. As an offense, again, okay, we got one-on-one, -on -one, bud. Go make a play. The corner plays the outside shoulder, and then you watch these free hyenas run inside out to the football. Yep. It is as impressive as the thing that they do X's and O's. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes this game so challenging for the Chiefs. It's like X's and O's are tough. And then the way that they play fundamentally and put – I think the Chiefs have to get the ball to outside the numbers and have a ton of success there. I do not think they win this game in the middle Dan, of the field. You just, you just did a tape on people not tackling. And, and, and I made that point when we talked about Hufunga earlier, and I mentioned mm. Troy would say, I'll always miss on the right side, mm. and I'll miss fast. Mm. On that tape you just showed, there were people feeling to where they need to be, and even if there was a cutback, they understood the pursuit would be there. That's mm. good defense. Is, that, but is it simpler, though? Like, is it, is it as simple as it, uh, like the tape makes it seem? Because why doesn't everybody do it? Because everybody ain't good enough. <laughs> Everybody don't have Patrick Queen and a Roquan Smith running inside out or defensive linemen running that way or a Kyle Hamilton who is so rangy, so athletic and can also bend in a way that's actually ungodly yeah. for someone yeah. his size. And it's instincts too, right? So yeah. it's a combo of the instincts and the talent. Go ahead, Mina. Yeah, I mean, there's no real weaknesses on right. this Ravens defense. You know, we're coming off of the – divisional round where I, I think my note on that game was Andy Reid's going to circle those backup linebackers with a red pen exactly what he did in that game. There's no one you can circle <laughs> on Baltimore. Uh, you know, I, I, I tried slicing up all the splits. Okay, what, what about man? What about zone? What about play action? What about short, middle, deep, pass? They're good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, the one thing I think yeah. that I would probably do if I was Kansas City, and this goes off of Dan's points about winning uh, outside the numbers is Marlon Humphrey is coming back from an injury. So, I, potentially, I think you would line up Rasheed Rice outside. We'll see who you know who's on him and try to win there because yeah. the middle of the field is basically a no-fly zone. Yes. The other thing I'll note is I actually, the Ravens' defense actually was below average versus offenses in 12 and 13 personnel, which we know Kansas City, City. Yeah. lives in. I, mm. I think a lot of that has to do with because they can't play their dime coverages versus those looks and, and that's right. they're outstanding with three safeties on the field so if you're Kansas City you want to do everything you can to get them in base yeah I think when Kansas City is facing this week is having to understand who Patrick has to be Patrick has to be the best Patrick Mahomes we've seen the entire 2023 season 2024 playoffs because if you go back to Matthew Stafford who was able to cre create space with some motions with some bunches it was also his ability to put the football everywhere it needed to be and Patrick's going to have to be able to do that yeah I, I just think it's a massive challenge I yeah. think every throw and catch is going to have to be precise I'm not like hating on Kansas City, this is loving on Baltimore. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they have been so dominant, especially of late when it's really mattered. By the way, we're going to pick this game and the NFC Championship later on in the show. But first, can we put some respect on the names of the players that we believe will be the unsung heroes of this weekend's championship matchup? We're going to talk about who you may not be thinking about that you should be. You can look real smart to your friends. We'll be right back on NFL You ain't Live. got no friends. I really don't. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Intuit TurboTax. This week on NFL Countdown, all access for Championship Sunday. Inside the Niners' bump box swagger. And what a Super Bowl trip would mean to Detroit. This is the times you dream of as a kid. We're one win away from, you know, our ultimate goal of getting to the Super Bowl. Plus, Boomer goes one-on-one with Mahomes and Lamar. Full pregame coverage right up to kickoff. Championship Sunday starts with NFL Countdown at a special time, noon Eastern on ESPN. In addition to Countdown getting you ready after Lions 49ers, it's a special NFL primetime with Boomer and Booger at 10 Eastern. And they'll have all the highlights and talk about the games. All right, with that in mind, let's get to our DraftKings same game parlay. And we're going to bring in Mina for this. Mina, we start with Brock Purdy over under 261 and a half yards passing. This is an over for me. The Detroit Lions have allowed more than 340 pass yards in the last five games. I think San Francisco attacks them through the air, and I think they have success doing so. Christian McCaffrey over under 87 and a half rush yards. This is under. McCaffrey's topped this total frequently, but the Lions have an excellent run defense, and as I've mentioned with Brock Purdy, I think San Francisco can exploit them through the air. So I think McCaffrey might be actually as much of a threat as a receiver as he is as a runner in this game. Sam Laporta over under 43 and a half yards receiving. This is the closest one. I am going over. Um, Sam Laporta averaged 50 receiving yards this season. He had 11 targets last week, so I think he will be a security blanket for Jared Goff. It, it's close because the Lions, or probably the Niners defense, is good at defending tight ends. I just think he'll get the target share to merit making this pick. All right, Swag, they let Mina and I borrow that Louisiana music again. <laughs> so good. Oh, turn up. Let's go. For turn championship up. week, we had to bring out one of our favorite segments. Put some respect, that's right, with a K, on his name. Highlighting some of the players who are under the radar for these teams. Marcus, give us someone on the 49ers you're putting respect on. First of all, shout out to Birdman, Stunner, for the name of this segment. I'm going Jawan Jennings for the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, this dude seems to step up all the time in the absence of Debo Samuel. Not only him being a reliable target for Brock Purdy, who Brock Purdy trusts in, in, in critical situations, but also his ability to block on the perimeter. We heard Kyle Shanahan talking about him taking a dude into a Gatorade bottle, a uh, jug. The, the last game against the Green Bay Packers. If Debo can't go and Jawan steps into his role, I think San Fran is fine. I'm going to go to Detroit's nickel, Brian Branch. When you're going to run the football against Detroit, they want a hat on a hat, six on six, and they say, hey, your instincts and feel off the edge has got to be the difference. See how hesitated he is or hesitant he is, and then pulls the trigger and goes and fills on that run. If he doesn't stay outside in and trigger for us as an offense, we're like, we feel great about it. Seven on seven again. This is the opportunity where he's got to play in between. Are they going to run it? Are they going to throw it? See how he waits, waits, and then fills. That's huge. And if the Detroit Lions are going to win this game, it is going to be in part because he does a tremendous job of playing in between with both Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Is he run blitzing? 
Is he pressure blitzing? Is he going to try to attack me? He tackles for losses. I, I think if they win, he is a huge storyline come Monday morning. We're going to stay here in the slot and also the corner with a guy like Trent McDuffie in Kansas City. One, I think he's one of the best tackling defensive backs in all of football. Sticky coverage in both man and zone, and he's an amazing blitzer as well. What I think is going to stand out for him this game is his ability to tackle in space. Zay Flowers, who is extremely difficult to get on the ground and also be a part of the run game with Lamar Jackson in those backs. I swear we didn't all plan to pick, <laughs> pick slot corners, uh, but mine is definitely the most obscure. I'm going with Arthur Millette. Why am I picking a 30-year-old slot corner who doesn't play that much? Here's it. why. When they send him as a blitzer, he gets home. They sent him three times against Houston. He got home all three times, forcing intentional grounding on the season. He gets pressure almost 50% of the time when he blitzes. Watch out for Arthur Millette. That's all I'm saying. Look at us. Look at <laughs> you us. guys are weird. I us. promise. You're a defense. I can confirm this was not planned. Swag, why are you down low like that? Why are you riding dirty? Because nobody picked any big it. guys. Because they planned it. They nobody did, they planned it. Y'all planned it. Balling. Look at Michael Pierce. I can't believe after. none of y'all picked the D lineman. I'll pick all the big men, bro. As we all know. All right, still ahead on NFL Live. How can Sick Brock Purdy and the, the guy no pick a wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, right. He yeah, picked he a wide out. What are you talking about? Marcus, you could have picked a big man. <laughs> hey, here why Mina thinks George Kittle, George Kittle could be the answer. That's next. Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this NFL playoffs. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code NFL Live when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. NFL Live is presented by Intuit TurboTax. Make your moves, we'll make them count. Hey, check this out from Nick Wagner. A same setup as yesterday for 49ers wide receiver Devo Samuel at the start of today's practice. He's doing the usual and in individual drills. Doesn't appear to be having any issues catching the ball. Will, of course, get his official injury designation for Sunday after his practice. One of the things Sheffy has mentioned throughout the week, Mina, is the fact that the shoulder injury could affect Debo's physicality. I think that's an important point. How do you think that factors into the way the 49ers offense will look in this one? Yeah, doubtlessly helpful to have Debo, especially as a answer versus pressure, get those yards after the catch. But if he's limited, I don't think it's a, a huge deal because when I look at this matchup, I see this as a big George Kittle game. Hmm. Lions play a lot of base, meaning they're linebackers on the field. So you're going to get matchups between George Kittle and those linebackers and safeties, which are the weakness. Uh, uh, well, there's a few weaknesses, but in the secondary and this Lions defense. And then I, I also expect Aaron Glenn to send pressure. And – when Brock Purdy is blitzed, George Kittle is his primary answer. In fact, guys, uh, when he is blitzed, George Kittle averages 14.2 yards per target, which leads the entire NFL amongst quarterbacks who are blitzed. So I, I think Debo is helpful in so far as it means that they can't just double Kittle as much as they would like. Uh, but I see that the San Francisco 49ers tight end as being the primary target. MK, to your point, like the, the answers we know, Brock Purdy with his arm, phenomenal throw over the middle against some pressure that was in his face last week against Green Bay. I think his legs are going to have to be a part of this as well, especially with Aaron Glenn does, doing such a good job of bringing pressure off the edges that seemingly people don't know they're doing because they always unblocked 
and free to the quarterback. So just buying a little bit of time. We saw Baker have to either move off of his point and make some plays or like you see here, scramble and go get five to seven yards on those downs. So when those outlets are taken care of, especially with, with Debo being so important, if he's not there, he may have to tap into a little bit of that athleticism, not only to get himself out of trouble to push the ball down the field, but also go pick up some yards with his legs as well. When I was a kid, I used to love Where's Waldo. It was tremendous at it, unsurprisingly. <laughs> I could see you being good at that. <laughs> just turns into Where's McCaffrey, you know, for Detroit's defense. And we, for years, have talked about 21 personnel and different usage of McCaffrey. And, like, just look at the different ways that Kyle designs stuff for him. They motion him from one side all the way to their almost in, like, an offset slot, and they'll throw it away from him. This time, he's just aligned right next to Brock Purdy, Quickly catch and throw split. We've talked about that a little bit in the week. These are crazy alignments where they just line them offset in one certain area and they just dump it off to them. Sometimes they'll align them in an offset slot. Like this is he starts in the slot, motions in, looks like he's going to a traditional alignment and then back to where he came from. Just all the different ways that they stretch, stress the defense. So I think it's going to be really important for Detroit is like who's got him, where is he? Where, if he's in the slot, if he's he, in the yeah. backfield, does that change? What happens when he moves? Like, that plan and that communication is going mm -hmm. to be a massive part of this game for Detroit defensively. Yeah, and it's also how does Brock Purdy execute against the pressures? We've seen the Detroit Lions and defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn bring all sorts of different pressures. It's a lot of hot pressure. It's man pressure. And we saw them be able to play levels and layer out some of the bunch routes and motions of the Los Angeles Rams, especially yeah. in the red zone. And so that will be, to me, the chess match that plays a huge part and how well offensively the San Francisco 49ers are able to execute. All right, we're going to reveal our picks right here all at once, everybody. Drum roll, please. It's taken a while, so I don't know where they are. There they are. All right, game picks. All right, look, so me okay. on the 49ers, Dan's okay. on the Lions, okay. shocker. I'm going 49ers, okay. Ryan going wow. Lions. We're, we're really across the board here, guys. I the Rams were going to go to the Super yeah. Bowl. So once the Lions, Lions beat them, I'm like, okay, I think the, the Lions will go. A lot yeah, of times we It's agree. weird that you pick Matthew Stafford and the team you used to play for to go to the Super Bowl. That's weird. <laughs> I'm, a, I, I, I'm listen, shocked. People say Dan. we're supposed to be unbiased. I'm, I am a uh, whatever, Dan. Uh, yes, you are. But by the way, Dan also, you kind of look like Where's Waldo when you said that. It, it jogs something in my memory. Anyway, a key Speaking injury. Of. Let's go to the other game that's really interesting. The AFC championship game. Adam Schefter tweeting that the Chiefs ruled out officially Joe Tooney. We, we Ooh, thought it was going to happen, but it's big. Uh, you see uh, Naughty out, Sky Moore. Speaking they're also practical. out for Sunday's AFC. FC game. They're also listing Isaiah Pacheco, Willie Gay, and Kadarius Tony as questionable for Sunday's game. Uh, Tony's game. a really big deal. So is Naughty. Do not sleep on Derek Naughty as a deal. pass rusher. That is a big deal. Yeah, the second you guys heard that, I heard both you and Mina saying something there. All right, so here's our here's our picks here. Everybody's on the Ravens. Good job, Laura. I'm on the Chiefs. Wait a second. You might be the smartest. I love my team. You're either, you're either saving us you, or you're correct. So uh, in great, the end, it's a win-win. Hey, I got you're a question. Right. Boogie, what? you said Boogie, you said Dan look you said Dan looks like where where's Waldo? Hey bit. Dan, where you hear them big ass ears at when you play hide and seek? How did we get here? I feel bad, Dan. Yo, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than when your big ass tells a joke and laughs harder than everybody. And he just did the finger. 
of the Baltimore Ravens, McQueen no, and Raekwon. Don't do it. Absolute ballers. Fly away, man. Okay. The boys have ballers. Fly away, man. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the game. We are going.